Hello and welcome to this Bioanalysis Zone podcast from AAPS 2018 in Washington. I'm Sankeetha Nadaraja, Commissioning Editor of the journal Bioanalysis, and today I'm joined by Marco Ruella, Assistant Professor at the University of Pennsylvania. He's here to discuss his experiences working with CAR T-cells. Okay, so if we start with, can you please introduce yourself and explain what began your interest in CAR T-cells? Hi, my name is Marco Ruella. I'm an assistant professor at the University of Pennsylvania. I started working on chimeric antigen receptor T-cells in 2012 when I started my postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Pennsylvania under the mentorship of Dr. Cardium. And I started to be interested on chimeric antigen receptor probably around 2011 when the first papers of anti-CD19 CAR-Ts were coming out. And I was impressed by the type of technology that basically is merging the anti-cancer characteristic of antibodies and and T-cells. That's why they're called chimeric, because they are half antibody and half T-cell receptor. And I was impressed by those characteristics, and I decided to start working on that. And I have to say, as as many times during my career, I was at the right place at the right time, because that was exactly when the explosion of CAR T-cell therapies was beginning. And so I decided to continue my postdoctoral fellowship, and then I became instructor, and I recently accepted a position as a faculty member at Penn. I think what is the interesting aspects of CAR T-cells are that you can use the patient's own T-cells and redirect them against cancer. We need to realize that when a patient gets cancer, it means that the immune system has failed to control the growth of tumor cells. So... CAR T-cells is a technology that allows to teach the T-cells to recognize tumor cells again. And this is done again, as I mentioned, by introducing this protein, this CAR protein, the sequence of this protein in T-cells and then reinfusing back the T-cell to the patient. And this has been very powerful, at least in CD19-positive leukemia lymphoma with the approval in the U.S. of two anti-CD19 chimeric antigen receptor product, one from Novartis and the other from Gilead, and also now in the UK, in Europe, in Canada, and it's also happening in other countries. Can you please explain about your current research focuses? Yes, sure. Despite the great success of CAR T-cells in the clinic, 80 to 90% complete responses in pediatric and young adult acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and also exciting results in B-cell lymphomas, we still have a subset of patients who relapse after CAR T-cell therapy. So the focus of my research is to understand what are the mechanisms of relapse in these patients that are relapsing after CAR T-cells, and by understanding what are the mechanisms, develop new approaches to help those patients, new combination therapies, new ideas that can bring these patients into a new complete remission. So can you describe the technologies that you use at the moment? Sure. We base our research on chimeric antigen receptor, but the overall goal is to build upon the success of anti-CD19 CAR to develop new approaches. For example, we are working on targeting multiple antigens on tumor cells. One of the main problems of anti-CD19 CAR T-cells is that significant subset of the relapses are characterized by the loss of CD19. So we are missing the antigen that 
we are recognizing with our CAR T cells. So the tumor cell basically finds a way to become invisible to CAR19. So one of the technologies that we have developed is a strategy to target CD19 to get a second leukemic antigen. That can be CD123 or CD22. And we basically co-express two CAR molecules, one recognizing CD19 and the other recognizing a second antigen in the same T-cell. And having a T-cell with such a construct, we demonstrated that allows the CAR T-cell to recognize also CD19 negative leukemia and in preclinical models avoid tumor escape. We're now bringing this approach to the clinical side to understand what are the efficacy and, first of all, the potential toxicity of this approach. Another technology, another interest of my laboratory is to improve CAR T-cell function by combining with small molecules. So we're developing different combinations. We have published the combination of CAR T-cell with a small molecule inhibitor that is called a brutinib, whose target is the bruton tyrosine kinase, and we show in preclinical models that this combination led to increased responses, also mediated by a better activation of the T-cells, and we brought this approach to the clinical side with very interesting results in chronic lymphocytic leukemia, combining CAR T-cells against CD19 with ibrutinib. And lastly, we are trying to extend the CAR technology to additional diseases. For example, we've been working on developing CAR T-cells for Hodgkin lymphoma. Hodgkin lymphoma does not express CD19 and is characterized by a very heavy tumor infiltrate. So the majority of the tumor is actually in tumor microenvironment. So we have developed a CAR that can recognize both the tumor cells but also macrophages in the tumor microenvironment that have been associated with poor outcome in Hodgkin and lastly, we are also working on developing CAR T-cells for T-cell neoplasm. It's a particularly challenging area because you want to use a CAR T-cell to kill another T-cell. So, of course, there is overlap on antigen that you want to target, and we're trying to develop new strategies to avoid that. So what are some of the challenges of CAR-T immunotherapies? So CAR T-cells have been very successful in the clinic. We two FDA-approved clinical products targeting CD19. However, as mentioned, there are still several challenges. One of them is the challenge I referred to in my previous question is about the antigen loss. So the escapes where the tumor loses CD19 and so becomes invisible to CAR19 treatment. And a possible solution for that is targeting more than one antigen. So CD19 plus another antigen and, and shoot for prevention of the escape. But on the other side, we also have patients who are relapsing with with CD19, and we think in those patients, the problem is T-cell dysfunction. So any strategy that will be able to invigorate T-cells to increase the efficacy of the T-cell will be helpful for that type of relapse. And lastly, I think one of the important limitations or at least challenges of CAR T-cells are the potential toxicities. So we have experience in the clinic now for the last few years where we have observed the so-called cytokine release syndrome. So these patients that after receiving CAR T-cells will develop a general inflammatory response with high cytokines in the serum, fever, and a great subset of patients also requiring admission to the intensive care unit. So 
over the years, we've learned how to manage this syndrome, but of course, it remains still a challenge in some patients. There are several algorithms for the treatment of these patients and new drugs that have been developed, but certainly patients treated with CAR T-cells are particularly complicated to manage, especially for the cytokinesis syndrome. Another complication that we face in the clinical side that has some overlap with CRS is the so-called neurotoxicity. So patients that are developing mild to severe neurological syndrome after infusion of CAR T-cells. And also for those patients, close monitoring and prompt treatment is required. So overall, I think the CAR T-cells have been very effective and as any effective therapy, it comes with challenges. One challenge is the tumor escape and the other challenge is the toxicity. But I think there are now several groups that are developing new strategies and I think what will happen in the next few years is that we will be able to select the right patients and manage them in a way where the balance between the efficacy and the potential concerns will be even more in advantage of the efficacy. How can the field be regulated and standardized? So as any medical treatment, the field of CAR T-cell needs to be regulated and standardized. And as a matter of fact, cell therapies are one of the approaches that in medicine that are more standardized and regulated by the regulating agencies. And it starts with the manufacturing of the T-cells. So any protocol to manufacture the CAR T-cell is really strictly standardized and regulated in order to make sure that all the criteria for safety are met. And any minimal change to the protocols need to be tested and validated before it becomes routine. So I think that the CAR T-cell production is heavily regulated and uh, these are you know, strict requirements by the FDA and by any regulatory agency in, in the world. I think one of the things that have led to the development of CAR T-cells for clinical practice has been the collaboration between academia and pharma, with academia being more involved in the initial development and the creative side of the development of cartesas, and then pharma being able to standardize this approach and bring it to bigger masses. And one example of this one is the collaboration between our group at the University of Pennsylvania and Novartis that led to the approval of cartesas for cancer for the first time in the history of immunotherapy. So that was one of the examples. And now I think most academic centers are following that sort of approach with partnering with pharma. And actually now in 2018, many groups in pharma are developing their own program independently of academia. So I think there are really multiple care projects now going through clinical approval. But again, all of them need to be regulated and standardized. And I think that it's essential to ensure safety for these products. So where do you hope this field will be in about five to ten years' time? I hope that this field will continue improving from the efficacy point of view and the safety point of view. I think we're going towards the need of combining approaches, in particular combining, for example, CAR-T-SO with other molecules, can be small molecules, can be checkpoint inhibitors, and anything that will happen in the next five and ten years. One of the biggest challenges that I see will be faced by the field in the next few years will be to adapt this technology to solid tumors. 
and multiple groups are working on that, including ours. And my hope is that in five to 10 years, we will be able to see a high efficacy in the setting of solid tumors. And lastly, I think that we will get the most out of these therapies only when we will starting using these approaches early on, when the patient hasn't gone through multiple cycles of treatments and chemotherapy, so the T-cells are healthy, the patient is more fit to receive these potent approaches. So that's where I see the CAR T-cells going in the next few years. Thank you, Marco, for joining me for this Bioanalysis Own podcast for what has proven to be a very informative interview. I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining us today and to remind you that you can find many more resources on the website at www.bioanalysis-zone.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you.